Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Health, Health Shift, Shift Revolution, Revolution. Bakersfield, California's premier holistic health network, featuring Roland Brown and Bobby Perrine. Two completely different guys on the same path with the knowledge, experience, and no-nonsense approach to help you navigate the way through the difficult journey of finding your way to holistic health. We're glad you stopped by. Take a second, slow down, and you just might discover that your goals are closer than you think. Take it away, guys. We'll get into that. Hey, welcome to the Health Shift Revolution. Roland and I are just here to change your mind a little bit. How you doing this morning, man? Hey, I'm doing great, Bobby. How are you this morning? Hey, I did the one thing that I do on Saturday morning. I slept in. I haven't exercised. I slept till 8 o'clock. Feel pretty good. Feel pretty good. Great, great. Well, I uh, slept in until 7, and uh, I've that's my Saturday morning sleep in. Yeah, yeah. It's not that I'm any early, you, but when I get up at four every day, seven is about the latest I can sleep. I know. Once you sleep, Pat. Once I go past seven thirty, eight o'clock, I start getting a headache and start feeling bad, and wake up and my day doesn't go right. So I'm going to do the podcast this morning and then turn on some. uh, It's college football rivalry week, so yeah, baby. Yeah, turn on a game. Go, go Arizona, man. They won last night. All All right. right, all right. Well, I'm going to turn cool. on the game and uh, exercise and get my day going. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds good. It's uh, so, it's, it's head change. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's taking that break and getting past the getting ready for uh, the uh, upcoming uh, week. Once we've gotten through this holiday, yeah. cause I can, oh, I, I, this is lazy yeah. time, baby. <laughs> I know. I know. That's great. But you know, there's the thing is, if I, if anytime I jump out of my routine, usually I get up at five o'clock and by five fifteen, you know, I'm awake, I make my bed, I do all the things I'm supposed to do. Then I start exercising by five 30 and I'm done by six 30. My day started. But when right. I do what I did today, I don't want to exercise, bro. I don't. <laughs> well, that's, that's brilliant. That's, that's called a day of rest. I believe that uh, that was required. You know, <laughs> as required, human beings are required to rest. I have no problem with rest days. In fact, I tell most of my clients it's important. You know, everybody wants to, you know, they ask about cheat days when it comes to food, stuff like that. I say, well, you know, cheat days aren't the issue. Do you have rest days? Yeah. You know, we only you know, we subscribe or prescribe exercise or whatever you want to call it for six days. You know, there's got to be one day of rest. I've said this for years and, and people think they've got to do it every day. They got to do something every day. No, there's a, there's something to, to be said. In fact, it's a component of fitness is rest. Uh, all your recovery, all the, all the things that happen in the gym uh, that you do in the gym, you are, are starters. You stimulate a process, but the right. process takes place when your body is recovering and resting. And yeah. Cause you got the micro tears in your muscles and lactose acid built up and you've got all kinds of things. Your body needs to recover and a exactly. lot of people don't a lot of people don't give it that time right. and that hurts you and then it it's that cycle again where you're like exercise hurts i'm not going to do this and you stop and you're right back to where you started exactly then that's where we talk about the the holistic approach which is you know the problem with the word holistic is it's just become such a buzzword you know for so many yeah. things as so many the words do in fitness but it is a there's a total body approach your body requires not only exercise, it requires rest, it requires relaxation, and it requires sleep. 
And oh, yeah. sleep is the issue I think uh, that I see <clears throat> as the most uh, difficult. In fact, and it's, and it's funny because we were talking about, you know, waking up later, you know, on a Saturday or waking up later on a Sunday morning, stuff like that. The problem isn't that um, we wake up later, uh, so to speak, uh, from the standpoint of, you know, sleeping in is a bad thing. This is, it's the fact that I go to bed at the same time I do when yeah. I get up at four o'clock. So my right. bedtime is the same and I'm getting the same amount of sleep, you know, up until 4 a.m. But then all of a sudden I tack three hours on it. And now it's like, okay, now I feel like a slug, but that's great <laughs> for my body because if I don't wake up, I don't set an alarm either on that day. On my rest day, I don't set an alarm. You're right. So I, when my no body alarms. wakes up, that means I've gotten the sleep required at that point. Uh, yeah. I, I've never trusted that 4 a.m natural wake up so <laughs> the alarm <laughs> i have never trusted that i got to meet a client at 4 45 i don't trust me getting up at 4 a.m on my own <laughs> they're standing outside in the cold if that's going to happen <laughs> but, well, I, i'm the same way i'm the same yeah. way i give myself at least one day a week where i don't turn on the alarm because you and i both know even as motivated as you are and as motivated as I am and as, as healthy as we are and, and as much as we exercise and what we're focused on, 4 a.m., <laughs> no thank you. Exactly. It just exactly. happens. Exactly. It, yeah, I, I do the same thing. I go to bed at like between 9.30 and 10. I always lay down, read for 30 minutes because that's very important about mm -hmm. my holistic health is my head too. Right. So. I read until I'm a little nodding off and then I turn off the lights and go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think it's important that people understand that there is a need for a nighttime routine, a shutdown routine. I have a similar routine. I don't read as long as you do. I read, you know, a couple of uh, passages of scripture and then just, you know, that's it. Then it lights out because, you know, I've set myself, you know, to start the process at about eight 30 I'm going to yeah. go to bed at nine o'clock and set the process. And so I give myself, you know, anywhere from um, I'm in bed by nine 30. That's just kind of my thing. But uh, I start the process at eight 30 and that's, you know, all the things that need to be done to wind down, you know, finish the kitchen with my wife and do all those things I need to do. And then, uh, and then by the time I'm uh, finished and I've, I've sat the edge of the bed and I've read, you know, that from my Bible and that's like, turn it off, shut it down. It's on my phone. So shut down that, everything else. And then lights go out. And the next thing I know is the alarm goes off. Lord willing. Right. Yeah. Cause otherwise uh, you know, there is an interruption sometimes from the bladder, but you know, <laughs> the midnight visit. <laughs> That's the old guy thing, man. It's the old That's guy the old thing. Guy. Uh, so sometimes I love when I just, the alarm wakes me up and I've made it through the night. <laughs> No water before exactly. bedtime, Barry. No. <laughs> yeah, man. Once you get up here, once you get up here, it's like a little celebration. It's like, hey, I slept all the way through the night. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The same thing. I understood how I felt the first time my kid did that. You know, <laughs> 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 I'm cheering for myself because we're doing the same thing. <laughs> you know, I want to reiterate to our listeners, I, every night you need to come up with some routine that you follow every night because we are we're humans and we're creatures of habit and yes 
we we burn these grooves in our head in our brains that are actual physical grooves and when we jump out of them well we screw our our lives up so every night at eight o'clock i shut my lights down i dim all the lights in my home in my room i usually turn the television off about 45 minutes before i go to bed and i start to get that okay computers off phones off tvs off it's time to shut me off exactly so a lot of people are you know going 100 miles an hour and watching sports and right up to the time they shut the light off and then they they shut off the light and they wonder why they're laying there in bed like i can't get to sleep <laughs> exactly i mean and check in your email before you go to sleep you know doing things like that that makes no sense you know uh, that is illogical do do that don't put don't stimulate your brain before it's time to shut down, before exactly. your body has to shut down. But that's also what we talk about, about the interconnectivity, you know, the body, mind, uh, spirit, you know, uh, right. aspect of this, when we, again, use the word holistic again, but that total, total uh, physiology, you know, mental, spiritual aspects of us, if we don't acknowledge all three of those and that they all need to be nurtured, but that they're all interrelated, that that physical impact yeah the the other two and so if you stimulate your body you know you stimulate your mind well you're stimulating your body because the chemicals you know either you know dopamine serotonin all this case they the all the different chemicals that you know adrenaline you know especially when it comes to things like email and stuff like that when you're doing that all you, right the last thing you want to do is stimulate your adrenaline you know before you go to bed you know you get a fight or flight syndrome before you go to sleep you know, now, right. now you've got a problem that you've got to work on all night. So yeah. not only is your brain not rest, but your body doesn't rest because your body's connected to your brain and all that stimulus goes into your muscles and you wake up drained, groggy, physically tired and physically incapable of, of taking on the next day. Right, right. The That anxiety that everyone is having trouble with right now because of their our, our American life or I, I guess our world life because it's it's reported oh, it's in Europe. Yeah. It's worldwide. There's this anxiety that everybody had, this low level, and it's killing us. Yes. It's slowly killing us. When you stress all day long, even if you haven't done any exercise, your brain is stressing your entire being. So exactly. as as I used to be a Christian like you, there's three parts of us, body, soul, and spirit. That's what it is. And then, like you said, they're all connected. You can't take your body away from your your spirit and survive. And you can't take the spirit out and survive. So all these things are connected, all these things. And that's where that holistic, that word holistic comes from. It's the whole being that we're taking care of. So if we're taking care of our body and not our mind, we're not going to be healthy. If we're taking care of our mind and not our body, we're not going to be healthy. It's all these things that you you said, and you're absolutely right. We have to see that we're a triune being that yes. needs taken care of like a triune being. You can't exactly. just you can't just put gas in your car and just keep driving it. Something's going to go wrong, and Correct. you're going to need to take care of it. So take care of yourselves, man. And the take beautiful care of part you. is is that um, <clears throat> it, it's usually you know we talk about life balance, you know, and that type of thing. Uh, I, I used to do this uh, routine with my daughters, you know, when they were young uh, and we put them to bed, you know, at night and there was a seven o'clock story time, you know? Yeah. And so we'd come in and it became such a habit that it was something that they demanded, 
you know, at seven o'clock. They get up, right. they get ready, and they do all the things they need to do for the bed. And then it becomes, and it's like, you know, <clears throat> uh, grab a book, you know, they get up on the couch, you know, call, you know, daddy, you know, and it's bam. And so I'm now, I've created this routine that now I'm subject to. And then at seven o'clock, we're sitting on the couch, you know, the TV's off. The, as you said, everything is, is quiet except for me reading. And we're reading the story together that, that, you know, half an hour of that, 7.30, they're in bed, you know, <clears throat> prayer time, sleep time. And by, you know, by 7.45, my wife and I have the whole evening to ourselves. Right. You know, we train the kids. And so I used to laugh because people would say, man, my kid's up all the time. I said, no, 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 no. See, <laughs> the, problem, <laughs> the problem is, the problem isn't your child. Okay. <laughs> the problem is you. <laughs> you allow this stuff to happen and you don't establish a routine and you don't establish a pattern. Right. Patterns make people uh, feel safe and especially healthy patterns. They make you feel safe. There's yeah. peace that comes from knowing that your body is capable. There's peace from coming from knowing that you've done all that you need to do for the day mentally and you're, you're, you've finished your work and you put it aside and you set it down. You know, there's peace that comes from knowing that you're capable, you know, that there's something bigger than you out there that's, that's looking out for you, you know, and so you, you nourish that part of your being as well. And you say, you know, thank you God for what you've given me to do today. And then you move forward and then, but if you neglect any one of those parts, and, yeah. and frankly, the reality is most of us neglect the physical. You know, one of the big challenges, okay, I'm a Christ follower, okay? <clears throat> the big challenge in the church is focus on so much on spiritual that we neglect the physical. So you've got, right. you know, out-of-shape pastors and out-of-shape parishioners and out-of-shape, you know, congregants and out-of-shape people there, you know, they want to go out and tell the world. And, you know, I always talk about, you know, if we, we say God has a plan for your life, well, that's great. The problem is if you're not fit enough to carry out the plan, then how do you know you're doing everything that he wants you to do? Right. We lose our physical capabilities because anything we do in the name of God, in the name of of whatever you believe has to be carried out in the physical. It has to be carried out by an action. You can't do unto others if you can't do unto others. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, who you gonna, who's going to send you if you can't go? If you can't get off the couch, how are you going to go? Yeah, and, you know, it's not only God. It's our families. It's our children. It's well, our friends. It's exactly. our work. It's everything around us, and and our physical being is very important. And like you said, I ignored it for years. I just I was going to be uh, going to school to be a psychologist, or or you know the things sure. I was doing. But I was ignoring parts of myself, and that led to this deep unhappiness in my life. It was like I there was something missing, and I think when you neglect your physical health, you're always going to feel like there's something missing and the puzzle isn't complete. Yes. And when you neglect your physical health, you stop and think about this. Every dream, every desire, every goal, every hope that you carry in your brain and in your heart, you know, in your soul has to be manifested in the physical. 
Right. You can't do it outside of that. So why would you not take care of the organism that carries your hopes and dreams? You would have to give it its proper, you know, and more important, you have to give it honor. It's not just right. a matter of, 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 of glorifying yourself, but it's honoring the fact that this is the vessel, the vehicle that carries my hopes and dreams. This is the vessel That's that amazing. carries my plans, my desires. This is some, I, was, I told clients, if you took care of your car the way you took care of your body, would you actually trust it to get you anywhere? <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. I never I, thought of it that way. Yeah, I've driven beaters, man. I I've, I know what it's like to get in a car and hope. <laughs> okay, I'm fortunate to know the thing I've always known, though. However, is if that one doesn't work, these feet were made for walking, yeah. and I can get where I'm going. But you know, I've driven I've driven some bad cars, man. You know, cars that don't. <laughs> I once had a car that didn't have reverse in it, so we every time I parked, I had to make sure that I had, I could pull out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so if we take that and we look at it, I I take care of myself so I can do those things, and that's a that's a beautiful analogy, Roland. Of it. this is this is the housing of my dreams. This is the only way I'm going to be able to fulfill my life and take care of my wife and take care of my family and take care of all the things that I want to do and my little dreams of going to Tahiti again someday and doing those things. I can't do that if I'm sick. And, and you see so many news articles where people are just so sick and so tired that they can't, their lives are just misery. Yeah, They're trapped, trapped in a body that's sick. And, and a lot of people can't help it. You know, we're talking about cancer and, and all the things that come as right. we age. But when you're talking about people my age who are trapped in a body, their blood pressure's too high, they're overweight, they're sick, their their digestive systems are blown out. You know, I can't I can't about, enjoy my life because right. I'm sick. Well, and you can take care of it. There's there's a reality in our world that, you know, things happen to us because we live in a world that has of bad course. stuff in it. Okay. It so, has gravity. Oh. It has gravity. It has <laughs> microbes. It has germs. It has bacteria. It has viruses. You know, we live in a world where, yeah, stuff can happen. However, uh, we also, knowing that, have to live in a defensive way. And the defensive posture of uh, protection from disease and from uh, metabolic, you know, disorders and things like that is physical fitness. Mm -hmm. That is your defense. And so you build up your immune system. You do the things you do by saying, I'm going to have a fundamental fitness program that enables my body to be resistant to those things that I know that are out there. Right. So it keeps me mindful of the fact that I am always, you know, prepared. You know, the Boy Scouts used to tell, you know, be prepared all the ways. That was their motto. Well, the be prepared is part of our, it should be part of our everyday reality when it comes to things like this. So, uh, again, the problem, we talked about this before, is the confusion when it comes to physical fitness. Because it is so, there's so much of it has been appearance-based. 
And right. I mean, the reason you get the, you know, pop, the, the fat shaming body positivity movement and all that kind of stuff is because it is appearance focused. You know, people want to say, accept me as I am, you know, and that's great because we do, you know, accept you as a person. Of but course. accepting you as a physical specimen, you know, is an entirely different reality. Okay. Uh, you know, when, when you complain about, you know, having to buy, you know, not fitting in an airplane seat, when you know the size of an airplane seat, when you buy the ticket. Right. Okay? And so if they have restrictions and they say, no, you can't be on this flight, you know, you can't get in the seat without buying another seat or this kind of stuff, you know that going in. So don't get upset about the size of the plane seat. Okay. These are the things that, you know, we, we get this, no one has a right to be um, completely irresponsible and then have other people carry the burden for you. And right. that's a lot of what we're talking about, about health. So much of our health issue is self-induced. And then people want the medical, the healthcare system to step in and resolve their issue. Um, again, your story and my story are different. I've never allowed myself to get to a point where I was disgusted with myself. You know, right. I've never allowed myself to get to the point where I was sick. There's a, there's a, there's a reality. I, and I've been fortunate that I didn't, you know, I haven't contracted anything that would debilitate me, but everything that was in my power, I took care of. And you being one of those guys that has, you know, hit your rock bottom and then yeah. physical rock bottom and then built yourself back up, you know, you're the perfect, you're the walking, talking example that all of these other people who whine about the fact that the world isn't taking care of them, you know, yeah. should follow. So, well, it's so it's so vitally important. I, I you know, it, this is great because I need to get militant. I think sometimes we need to get militant about health because uh, we're all yeah, spending absolutely. so much of our time, money, and energy on things that are so fixable. Right. I understand. Yeah. Um, I appreciate what you said. Um, but there is a thing here. When you become the example, you, in order to stay humble, I always talk about what happened to me I, is uh, was harsh, but doable. I'm I'm very humble about it. I I, I got crushed. I got 37 broken bones yeah. and 11 teeth knocked out and. Yours to was the survival. point of I, I was maimed. I mean, exactly. And yeah, yeah. And when I look back on it, I it, it didn't seem that bad from this point, right? Because I worked my way back. Exactly. Um, anywhere you are in life, anywhere you are, it doesn't matter if you're hurt or overweight. It doesn't matter if you fell out of a building and broke your back. Listen to right. me. It's doable to come back. It's it. It doesn't matter if you. Exactly. I've seen, we've all seen people, Roland. We've all seen people lose 150 pounds. Yes. We've all seen people holding up the big pants. You know. Right. And the human spirit is able to bounce back, no matter where you are, brother. No matter what you're doing. No matter what happened to you, you got the strength inside you to come back. And all it takes sometimes is to hear Tony Horton say. Get the word. All it exactly. takes sometimes is to hear Bobby Perrine say, I've been there too. Come on exactly. with me. Let's do this. 
that's all it takes sometimes. You know, it's funny. Um, it, the hardest part, like I said, I've, I've been training people for 40 years now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know who have the, who, the people who have the toughest problem? The people who have the toughest problem getting in shape are Who's the that? people who have the most resources and who in every other aspect of their life are pretty complete. I call them the fat happy. They have the, the hardest complacent. time. The, 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 it, it's, it's not even, you wouldn't see that the, you would, they, these are complacent people in, in how we define complacency in this world. They're very successful. They do a lot of different things and they are very active in communities. They do all kinds of stuff, you know, on every other metric, you know, this is the one yeah. area in their life that they're challenged. And the problem is, is that this area in life, in our modern life, doesn't seem to fit because it doesn't fit in the survival mode. You know, we talk about the fact that physically we don't need to be in tip top shape in order to survive as our ancestors did. Okay? Right. Ancestors, we, we didn't have ancestors that look like we do today. Okay. 90% of the population is either overweight, over fat, or obese in some of the factor. We're, we're, we're really at this place where getting physically fit is swimming against the cultural norm. I mean, sure. upstream against the cultural norm in, in many ways. So the problem is, is that when you don't have an extreme why, you know, my life is, I'm not broken. I'm not sick. I, I, I feel good, but I just woke yeah. up one day and I thinking, man, I could do better. And you know what happens? The hard part about that is that these are the kind of people that feel all the other ramifications that come from the, you know, this, uh, uh, unhealthy body positivity movement. They feel like, you know, I could be better, but you know, I don't want to feel bad about myself. You know, I shouldn't feel bad about myself. They've been being told, accept yourself as you are, but I'm looking right. in the mirror and I'm standing up and I know I could do better in this area of my life. And I want people to understand that simple dissatisfaction. You don't have to be down in the dumps. You don't have to be falling. You don't have to get a bad diagnosis. It's okay to just use the sanity that God gave you and look in the mirror and go, you know what? That's not a really healthy looking body and I want to do something about it. And right. just that being enough, you don't have to drum up motivation. You don't have to be all this stuff. It's like, what does it take for me to just to, you know, change a little bit and really get healthy and let that be okay. Take the drama yeah. out of the decision and just decide <laughs> to start doing things that make your body feel better. I, you know, you're right. I, it didn't dawn on me to pursue this life until I hit rock bottom. I had no money. I had no health. I was in a wheelchair. Uh, my kids were looking at me with pity in their eyes and I didn't want that. So that, jump started me but i've seen a lot of people recently even in the last few years they get scared by a diagnosis like you said yeah the doctor says hey but the, here's the deal here's the issue that i'm having with a lot of people that that come to me and they're like okay i got this diagnosis i'm pre-diabetic or i'm a diabetic what can i do and i'm i'm specifically thinking of a single singular person that i used to work with sure he he was Six four, six five, weighed three hundred pounds, three twenty. 
-hmm. and his doctor told him he's diabetic. Well, there's candy on this man's desk every day that he's just eating jelly beans all day. And that's what he does. Yeah. So I told him, I said, dude, you need to, the first thing you need to do is make that adjustment in your diet and and move that candy off your desk. So instead of moving the candy, he moved it for three days and then he hid it from me. Right. Whenever I come in his office, he would hide, he put it in the desk. Absolutely. So instead of doing that, he went on the insulin. That man's no, he's no longer alive. Right. He he died a few years ago. Absolutely. But the, there's people out here in the world, no matter what happened to you, that have already been through that. Sure. And you can look at them and they're online. They're they're everywhere. Right. They're here. We're talking right. to you right now. Yeah. It happened to me. Yeah. So listen, when when the doctor says, listen to the doctor. Get get scared if you have to. Yes. But like Roland says, you don't have to you don't have to sink down that far. Just right. as a little bit of dissatisfaction with yourself can flip that trigger in your head and go, okay, I got to do something. This is not right. It's okay to have a simple reason to change. Absolutely. You know what? You need a profound thing happen to you. But see, that's how a society is set up. That's how things are set up now. You know, this idea that you've got to have a story behind it you know it's got to be instagrammable or facebook or something like that it's all this stuff no sometimes it's just common sense you know you wake up one day and go you know what i may you know the biggest problem i might have is i might live another 20 years yeah okay it could be i i may actually end up living another 20 years do i want to live it like this you know, and, and for, for so many of us, uh, especially, you know, retirees and those who are going to, you know, who are at, at least at that age, whether they choose to retire or not, but you get to that age and you go, uh, man, I'm, you know what, I'm ready to do some things. Okay. Yeah. But I can't. Right. Okay. I, 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 I have the resources. I have this. I have everything I need except the energy and the strength and the ability physically yeah. to get out there. I'm spending my time. And as you talked about your friend, I mean, we've all had those, um, I, you know, I've got guys who are like 300 pounds. It's like, man, how much weight do I need to lose? Okay. Well, I said, you know what? You don't need to lose any weight. Hulk Hogan's 300 pounds. You just right. change the way you look, you know, you transition the muscle for it to get off the scale, start doing the things that athletes do, make yourself stronger, switch yeah, your body thank up, you. get rid of the fat, build a muscle. If you're, if you're six, four, and, you know, like you know, I've got some of these guys, if you're 6'4 and you're 300 pounds, be 6'4, 300 pounds with 20% body fat. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Just Definitely. just dump the body fat, put the muscle on and allow your body to change naturally. The way You know, it's will, interesting it that you itself. said about the scale. Um, I haven't been on a scale. I hadn't been on a scale for a few months because I, I just... It, it was in the beginning of my transition, it was, I was on the scale every 15 minutes and it became a psychological problem, you know, yes, yes, but exactly. I haven't been on the scale in months and I was filling out an application because I want to go ride um, with the sheriff's department in the helicopter. And they sure. said, I need to know how much you weigh of course. to the pound. And I was like, oh, okay. So I jumped on the scale and I was like, I, I weigh 10 pounds more than I did six months ago, but right. I look a lot better. 
Exactly. So exactly. I just I just moved that weight around a little bit, and that's what we can all do. Well, and that's exactly what we're. That's really all fitness is. Uh, it's being a uh, having a healthy body fat percentage that yeah. you know I was talking about that twenty percent level uh, being your target, getting your body fat down under there, and living that way throughout your life. If you stayed there, because, you know, as you age, you lose muscle, you do these things. But if you were to maintain that 80, 20 ratio, you know, up into your 60s, 70s, again, most of the fitness stuff is uh, that we see out there are, uh, is basically propagated by 25 to 35 year olds. You know, you go on there and see that there's a few old guys, there's some old old guys that are out, you know, doing stuff you see on Instagram, but they're, you know, (laughs) a lot of those guys are the same. They're, you know, they're super, super fit. You know, yeah. and so they're doing things that, you know, they look and do things that the average person is not going to get to. And so right. we still don't teach to the average person. But, you know, it's funny. You want to talk about interesting because, you know, I'm a trainer, but I'm not obsessive. You know, I stay fit. I keep my body fat at a certain percentage and I leave it at that. But um, I am because I'm dancing. Uh, this is nutcracker season. I'm, I'm performing. I'm dancing right now and I'm getting in rehe- rehearsals and I'm training to be on stage. I'm doing all the stuff I've had to do. So I've been starting since like September doing this, right. but I, I've run into a couple of friends of mine. I ran another one today. I ran into the same guy again today. And then another friend I hadn't seen in a while. And all of a sudden, the first time my, my first buddy saw me and he said, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, man, you look so lean. You know, he's telling me how lean I'm looking and all this kind of stuff. And then uh, I walk in, I wrote about, I see my other partner, Tom today. And it's like, He's like, man, what are you doing? And they're all tripping out about how, you know, how I look now, you know? And I'm like, guys, you know, here's the problem. I, I don't see that I'm making, you know, this much of a transition. But what I got upset about is you guys, I must have been a lot fatter than I thought I was. And neither one of you guys said anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay if if you if this is making this much difference and that's the reality is that they're going okay man well you looked all right you know what i mean but no uh-uh. if it's this much of a transition bro then i must have been way fatter than i thought it was and none of you guys said anything well i didn't know you before see exactly I, I, I haven't seen you in a month i haven't seen you since you started um Training, so exactly, I wasn't gonna say anything, Porky, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, and it's hilarious because these are guys that I see, you know, I've I've seen several times, you know, in the last. It's like it's been like I think one one of my buddies, Tom, he does all my equipment stuff, and so I just hadn't seen him, and it's been about a month or two, two months since I saw him, Um, and um, but uh, my other my other friend Mike, man, I I saw him. Yeah, both of them about a month ago, month before. So, it, but we see each other like regularly. It's like at least once a month or so we run into each other or, or we meet and, you know, stuff like that. So it hadn't been that long, you know. So we're talking about, I've seen these guys like four or five times since September. And all of a sudden today, you know, since it's been like, I haven't seen you since October, November, uh, all, all of a sudden it's like, you're freaking out over how yeah. I look. And I'm like, how then did you let me walk around thinking I was already nobody tells you you know you've got muscle i put on a little icing on my cake and apparently then everybody's cool with it i'm like no no i don't want to know i want to know dude (laughs) isn't that the greatest thing though when you haven't seen somebody in a long time and you've changed your your life 
and you change yourself. And that's, you get that, that rush of like, okay, I'm doing no, better for myself. No, no. Cause I felt fine before. This is a lack of accountability on the part of my friends. This is what happens when, you know, you don't have any, you know, don't have anybody around you, you know, to call you on your, you know, softness. All right, well, listen, dude, I'm, I'm watching you, bro. I, I'm on you now. Yeah, I'm on you yeah, now. Yeah, uh, I'm going to scrutinize you every time I see you, man. I'm on me now. <laughs> All right, man. Any last words for today? You know what? Um, yeah, I think only the, the, the really the only last words I, I want to express uh, today and every day is that to, to make your life, your, your physical life, a part of your everyday life. And to do that from the standpoint of prevention, from a standpoint of defense, from the standpoint of aspiration, you know, all the things that you want to accomplish in life are going to be accomplished through your physical body. So make sure that it's in the best condition you can put it in. Beautiful, man. And all I want to say is no matter where you are, no matter what's going on, no matter how hurt you are, how overweight you are, how sick you feel, today's a good day to start. Absolutely. All Amen. right, man. I right. appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you too, brother. See you next week. Sounds good. Take care. All right. Later, Bye-bye. bro. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Roland and I are grateful for the time you spent with us today. If you liked it, subscribe because we'll be back every week to offer up that rational and reasonable advice on discovering your individual path to holistic wellness. It's time you join the revolution. See you next week.